gliding shapes that violate every law of nature. It's the Horror Foria Podcast. Hi, can I help you? John Richards and Andy Gilly are talking everything and anything horror movies. Welcome to the Horror Foria Podcast. It is, uh, what's today? Tuesday. It is Tuesday now. October 29th. Episode number 34, broadcasting from our demonic studios in Wausau, Wisconsin. I'm John Richards. And Andy Gilly. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah, we, uh, I had some vacation going on, and so this is just, I, I messed up the podcast really bad. No, it's fine. I, I, I mean, yeah. that, we have a lot going on. We work in radio, so this is not our main job. We have other jobs to do. Um, have you watched anything interesting other than the movie we're going to discuss? Actually, I have. I've been, uh, you know, we kind of do the, hor- um, what do you call it, Shocktober thing in October and get into horror movies. Yeah, always actually, did that. we'll bring that back up because yeah. Andy and his wife, uh, Sarah, actually, er, the entire month of October. And in September, in too. September, yeah, right? we started in September. So my birthday is August, uh, in, at the end of August. Right. And then uh, right after that, like, we always just watched only horror movies for uh, the uh, September and October. So uh, now, obviously, doing the uh, podcast that uh, I watch horror movies Pretty much exclusively all year round. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, yeah, it's a terrible, terrible thing. But um, but uh, we we did watch a few extra ones uh, besides. Uh, I, I just watched uh, uh, Night of the Demons myself, but uh, we watched uh, Eli. It was called. It's like yeah, a movie. That's the one on, it's on Netflix. Netflix yeah. yeah, it was, and I liked it. It was pretty good. We'll have to talk about it maybe someday. Maybe in uh, twenty twenty. Yes, maybe. And there is a there was one called uh, The Golem, which was a like a Jewish horror movie. You don't see that too often. Uh, you know, based on the legend of the golem, I, I think it actually was supposed to be, if you look up um, the lore uh, about golems, there's one sub- that's supposed to be in Prague and this was set in Czechoslovakia, like in, uh, or maybe it was Latvia or something like that in the uh, 1600s. And it was a pretty good movie. I actually liked it. I guess I got to check that out. I actually watched uh, the, the newer movie called Crawl. Oh, yeah, okay. Basic synopsis is there's a hurricane in Florida. These uh, alligators are just terrorizing the people that are survivors. Wasn't bad. I mean, I thought it was a pretty interesting premise for a horror movie. Um, Slow at times, but had some really good kind of, uh, had some good gore. Uh, One of those movies that it's just like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, nice. I mean, I got taken out of it a little bit, but it was... Overall, it wasn't bad. I gotta say, the Golem had really good gore. I feel like exploding heads. <laughs> it, really, it really did a nice job on the exploding heads. I Who doesn't say. love exploding heads? <laughs> yeah, the exploding heads in the Golem were were great. Exactly. All right. Spoiler Andy. alert. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> exploding heads. Exploding right, heads. Yeah. Uh, well, horror, horror movie news. Yeah. Uh, Shutter is going to bring us Joe Bob's Red Christmas, a triple feature of holiday horror films, on December thirteenth at nine p.m. Eastern, which is eight for us, right? Yeah. Um, these notes were written last week, of course. So uh, I know we missed uh, talking about Joe Bob's Halloween Hootenanny, which premiered on October twenty fourth. Uh, I didn't get to watch that. I don't know I if you did. Either. But you know uh, what I love about that show is they do it in real time, like it, yeah. it's an appointment. Viewing for this show yeah, rather than live. stream all of it. They stream, like, yeah, they, like, stream you'll get the past episodes and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. it's like it's an appointment watch that you got to be watching it. So yeah, so I'll maybe have to check out the uh, Halloween Hootenanny here before Halloween. So that's a mm-hmm. lot of H words to say at once, but um, <laughs> Zombieland Double Tap uh, seems to be meeting expectations at the box office. I heard, and actually initially it was kind of disappointing, but uh, it's a, got about a forty-five million dollar ten-day cum after this weekend. 
Lighthouse is at about three point six million. Not too bad for a uh, very indie uh, black and white psychological horror film. Uh, I guess it's got five hundred eighty six theaters. So the that's the not, Lighthouse, not very much. it's not a lot, but uh, three point six million in those uh, five hundred eighty six. And I, I uh, from what I understand, they're pretty happy with the performance of it. So course uh dr sleep coming up next week and the sneak preview is coming up this week on wednesday actually tomorrow yes uh not here though i checked oh it's not gonna be nope <laughs> not in our marcus theater come on but, marcus, uh, marcus theaters. theaters is one of the uh participating uh theater chains so i'm gonna save some uh horror movie news for the uh, for friday, for friday <laughs> since we're doing this podcast again in like three days but uh that's uh what what uh what kind of is uh going on right now in horror movie news so horror movie trivia i yeah i have one for friday do you have the uh release of the trailer for the grudge um i guess we could talk about that yeah that did you watch um, it i didn't see it yet no i saw that it was released uh, I didn't get to watch the entire thing, but right, we'll, we'll talk about it. It did look pretty cool. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. It did. Uh, from I was, I was a couple seconds I saw. Pleasantly surprised. Yeah. I would, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it. On yeah. Friday. Okay. We'll, let's do that. I'll add it for Friday's horror movie news. We'll talk right, about it. Perfect. Uh, okay. I, I got really lazy with this trivia. Night of the Demons was made in 1988. Mm-hmm. Remade 21 years later in 2009. Right. Which version do you think the audience liked more? Hmm. Well. <laughs> would think that the original would shot. yeah i would think the original would be preferred usually that's right what, that's what, right. what would people think of the uh i didn't see this 2000 I, and did I took, you uh i yeah i think i did did you but okay. i was so bored with it i mean really before we get into it i have so much nostalgia behind this movie and we'll yeah i want to talk about that with uh, you. the original actually got 50 percent 56 percent of the audience the remake 25 percent of the audience liked it <laughs> really wow okay rotten wow yeah that was not very good uh i I saw that they had they had made a. I almost actually watched that one. Oh, just <laughs> so, in a comparison. Yeah, no, I almost actually watched it instead of this, like going through the oh. movies because on Amazon there were like six of them, and uh, yeah, and like uh, one wanted me to like buy the whole movie for like nine ninety nine or something like that. I'm like, can't I rent this somewhere? I'm like, oh, here I can rent it, and it was the two thousand nine when I almost clicked oh, clicked the button thing. before, <laughs> but that would have been a little. I've been uh, very confused when I'm watching a uh, mid 2000s movie, uh, <laughs> expecting an 80s uh, 80s flick. So my my trivia question: Kevin S. Tenney, uh, the director of of uh, Night uh, Night of the Demons, uh, didn't write it, but uh, he wrote a, a movie called Witchboard before that, which I saw, and I remember liking that when I was a kid. Okay, but. Um, so he had written and directed that. So this is his second movie directing. He was a very prolific director of low-budget horror movies in the late 80s and 90s. And he directed one of my favorite, you know, this mid-fan, this fantasy thing that they did in the mid-90s where a kind of leprechaun sprang out of it. Rumpelstiltskin was one of these movies. You know, they had like these uh, uh, fairy tale fantasy characters right. that uh, they did horror movies of in the, I know there was a gingerbread man too, I think. Yeah. Uh, well, he made one of my favorite ones aside from Leprechaun. Oh, okay. Uh, it's Starred a puppet made famous by a Disney movie uh, that uh, they made about this puppet. Uh, do you know what the 1996 horror movie uh, that he directed was? Pinocchio. Pinocchio's Revenge. <laughs> Pinocchio uh, was actually a story written in 1883 by some Italian author named Carlo Collati. I actually had to read it in seventh grade. Uh, so it does not belong to Disney. No, no, no. <laughs> you can make your own Pinocchio movie, and, they, and Kevin S. Tenney did. How was it? <laughs> Pinocchio's Revenge was... Uh, um, 
Not the best of that genre, but, but it was entertaining, I, and I did enjoy it. I remember Wait, liking it. You did have Leprechaun at the time. I had Leprechaun was already out at that time. Yes. Uh-huh. So, uh, before we get into this, uh, we're gonna do some, we're gonna change it up a little bit. Um, the last podcast, it seemed like it just we had a lot more fun with it. Than yeah. We're gonna go through the synopsis, uh, scenes by scenes, kind of acts by acts. Right. Uh, this is your spoiler alert. So if you don't want to know what happens at the end of the film, we're gonna talk about it in its entirety. So pause the podcast, go watch this movie, especially it being Shocktober and Halloween, Night of the Demons, nineteen eighty-eight, a movie that has a lot of nostalgia for yeah. me. Yeah. Um, so this for the is, simple reason that when I was a kid, when I was so this is eighty-eight, I was twelve. And it came out on uh, HBO and Cinemax. Oh, so, yeah. so me and my buddy Danny would watch it probably once every couple of weeks. <laughs> really awesome. Okay. Uh, you know, it was the 80s tropiest movie that you'll ever see. You know, had the, the great gore, great violence, great great looking demons. Yes. Um, <laughs> right. And of course the nudity. But the, yeah, know, I was that, a preteen teenager. Great. Yeah, watch. absolutely. No, you know what? Uh, the gratuitous nudity in this movie was actually pretty good for gratuitous. <laughs> I, I got to say, I was not bothered by it. That, uh, you know, if you just put that aside and put yourself back in the 80s. Yeah. You're a, you know, teenager renting this movie. It's it's and they did this in the 80s. They they, they put scenes like that in there to try to get people to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> like it was. So you become a fan we, of horror just movies. didn't have. A, we just didn't have the internet back then, you know, so uh, this sort of stuff was, uh, I don't know, it was a different time. But uh, I put myself back into that and it was, you know, for, for what it was, it was, uh, it, it was, uh, it was, it was fine with, as far as I go. So the movie starts out, um, there's a uh, girl who's known for being kind of, uh, they, they call it, think she's maybe a witch. and Like uh, an emo girl. Yeah, she, before emo was really a thing. Yeah. Yeah, she was kind of that kind of girl. Her and a friend are throwing a party at Hull House, which is a mortuary, uh, abandoned, uh, and uh, rumored to be uh, cursed and haunted. Um, so there's three people that are going to this. Uh, their name is Stooge, Helen, and Roger. They're right. driving in uh, in a car. And uh, they drive past this uh, old guy who is uh, not thrilled that it's Halloween. He's mm-hmm. uh, got a grocery bag and, uh, <laughs> and some razor blades. So. Yeah, well, he gets the bejesus scared out of him because yep. they honk at him. Yes. Um, I, I got I got to go back to the car. That jack-o'-lantern on top of it, mm-hmm. that was sweet looking. That was sweet, actually. Um, yes. So Stooge moons the guy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he gets all pissy about it and drops it. You see that he has apples and razor blades. And you're like, oh, what's this guy up to? Yep. yep. And then a uh, a nice girl comes, tries to help him. He's actually crabby to her, too. So Was that Judy? I, that was. That was okay. that was Judy. Uh-huh. She she tried to help him pick up his uh, apples and razor blades. Um, and uh, he did not want the help. He was just uh, just a crusty, angry curmudgeon. So um, <laughs> he seemed like one of those uh, antagonists from Scooby Doo. You crazy kid! Really? Is. Yeah, he was. He was definitely. Uh, yes, he was definitely like that. Uh, so Stooge to me seems like uh, Richie Incognito's dad or something. He's just kind of an over the top jerk. Oh, totally. <laughs> And that is uh, Brian Bosworth's haircut. You remember Brian Bosworth? Oh, the mullet is yeah. legendary. <laughs> it had the stripes on the side of it. Yeah, and it was curly, so yes. it made it even better look. I mean, it that is what they're trying to do there. I, you, you, like, I, I think... I, I read this thing like about like Shakespeare where like a lot of the stuff that they say in Shakespeare just goes over our head because it's inside jokes that are only 
for, from the time. Sure. You know, and this guy has, this is Brian Bosworth's haircut. It isn't just, <laughs> it isn't just like a typical mullet. This is like Brian Bosworth was a football player who was like over the top. He had this mullet with uh, step shaved into the side of it. Looked yep. just like Stooge's Eric. In fact, I think Stooge was supposed to kind of be like him. Yeah. Big burly He was a guy. big jerk. And like, that was kind of what Brian Bosworth was known as. He had like a dangly earring. He, uh, he got like, <laughs> showed up by uh, Bo Jackson on Monday Night Football yeah. back then. Remember that guy? Well, yeah. Well, uh, Brian Bosworth was a bust back then. He, he was. He was and, a. And he was a great college player. He but was. was terrible in the NFL. Yep. But gosh, man, that's a great point. That is who that he, is. That he is who really trying was. to make fun of there. Yeah, because so. I, I thought about the earring, the blonde yeah. hair, and yeah. just uh huh. I was like arrogant. I was like, know. this isn't just any mullet. This is Brian Bosworth's mullet. That they, this guy is Brian Bosworth. That's who, who Stooge is supposed to be. I Welcome think. to the Mullet Podcast. Right. So, <laughs> so a little '80s trivia for you there. But uh, yeah. I really think that's what they're trying to do with that uh, with that character. And he's got the worst dad jokes, but he's like 18, you know. Oh sure. <laughs> So just I I think maybe that was the humor from the 80s, too. I, I kind of remember that, that. It was if you go back and watch some of those like uh, John Hughes movies, they they do some of that. And it's it's not all that funny. But anyway, uh, so, yes, Judy, uh, the scene kind of transitions to her after she's uh, seen with the old curmudgeon and um, her boy. She's waiting for her uh, boyfriend to uh, come get her and her uh brother is is uh, kind of harassing her that brother was weird uh the bro- boyfriend's <laughs> name is jay yeah yep um so she's waiting for him to come get uh, get her or whatever i think if i remember right she's kind of not sure if he's gonna come get her or something like that no he ends right? up no, calling her yeah, and talks a, about this whole house party yeah yeah and so she's, that's she's, right they're she's, supposed she's, to go to the halloween dance yeah so she was she was really disappointed uh, Jay ends up convincing her. It's like, come on, this is going to be a lot yep. of fun, you know. Yeah. And she's we, like, that we, girl we, is weird. And he's like, well, who better? Who would be better for a Halloween party? Yeah. Know? So he just he, he's kind of manipulative as mm-hmm. far as like, come on, let's do this, you know. Right. And we'll get into it. But he has ulterior motives. That's correct. And uh, Judy's boy, ex boyfriend Sal shows up at her house to try to get her to go with him. Was that uh, not like the most uh, like eighties thing to ever happen? Because here's the thing: the, the brother's creepy. The brother's got this, you know, this really pompous attitude, and it just, you know, the, like your your quintessential eighties paint in the butt brother. Right. Sal comes up, you know, and it's like 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 they did the trope of what a Guido was. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, if he would have said forget about it, I mean, it would not have surprised <laughs> yep. me, but he pretty much did that. So yeah. he comes up to the house, scares the little brother, trying to find out what, oh, no, 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 we missed a part because when she was walking home after the old guy is that Sal stalked her. Oh, that, like, there, was, there was a, that, there yeah, was that's camera, right. Okay. Like yeah. he was hiding behind and he comes up and scares her like somebody. That's right. And then she's just like, leave me alone, whatever. Uh, she goes home, gets the call from Jay. They're going to the party. Sal's downstairs, uh, convinces the brother to tell Sal where they're going to be. Where they're going to have he the party. He says, whole exactly. house. Uh, Sal mm-hmm. ends up stealing the brother's mask, gives him a dollar. and Right. That's right. So That whole scene so was so 80s. It, it really was 80s. and The and dialogue like was the, awful. <laughs> yeah, right. And I don't know inappropriate behavior by several people like the brother yeah you shouldn't be hiding in your system i don't know that just wouldn't fly these days oh yeah he was hiding, <laughs> he was in, the hiding in the, yeah, she's in the getting, closet she's getting changing and stuff yeah oh he says just, something inappropriate about her uh, he did her, about her, her chest. about her chest yes yeah. he did that too it's just like wow there's a lot of uh 
lot of uh, unacceptable behavior for our current time in, in this scene. And then again, <laughs> here's your 80s decade, because that's the way it was. That's uh, that's true. You know, I, I, it was. So um, so they get, they get to this party and they talk about how there's this uh, wall built on top of an underground river that keeps like the demons and, and stuff in. From inside, getting out of from the getting house. Out. Oh, on, on the way, I guess I should say, they, they see... Um, Stooge, Helen, and Roger have broken down. They don't have a tire or iron or whatever. And uh, they tell another dad joke uh, or something. (laughs) uh, Yeah, I don't remember what they said. But uh, anyway, they uh, pretend like they're going to help Stooge, and then they just leave him there. So he ends up walking to the party. But they they, uh, all get there, and they talk about how there's an underground river that keeps the evil in or something like that inside a hall house. Yeah, that river and wall keep the the demons from getting out but but before we get to that um jay and uh judy they go pick up their friends franny and max yeah so right. so they're i mean that's not really important to the story but there's four of them in the car right they run into stooge and helen and roger so they're broke down they just end up going to the party uh stooge helen and roger roger head or just walk there so they're there uh we got angela who the, who's the goth girl yep. suzanne who's kind of the bimbo yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there was a scene with Angela and Suzanne at the convenience store, and she's like distracting the uh, cashier. Oh, that's right. And they're yeah, stealing yeah. like they're booze stealing and like food. everything. Well, they they stole, and that was another thing. Like that, this is a pretty lame party. By I, I don't know, I, I haven't been to a teen party for a long time, but they they had like snacks and party favors. <laughs> I thought like, I saw Oreos in there, but there she were did, there she was did like couple, uh, grab a couple yeah. of bottles. Of I guess booze, she did. So. She did buy. Um, a couple of the, they're, they're having party games and stuff, and like I, I, I don't know. It was Wait, it 12? was like yeah, I, I, that was a, that was kind of my my thought. It was like this is what like an adult in the eighties thinks they do at a ch- at a kids party. <laughs> so uh-huh. it was, uh, it, but they're so they're playing a uh, boombox which has some interesting stickers on it. There was a corrosion conformity uh, sticker on there. Was there one? On yeah, there? There was. I guess I didn't pay attention to that. <laughs> Notice, I loved it, man. That's such an eighties trope, and yeah. Up putting it up on your on, shoulder, up in your shoulder. It, that's and somebody. What was that? Stooge had it. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, yes, uh, Sal's the other guy because he ends up knowing where they are. He hides in one of the coffins because this is a right. morgue. This is a former yeah, morgue. Yeah, it's, it's a former. Yes. Uh-huh. So he's hiding in one of the coffins. So he, Sal is also there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're playing music on this uh, boombox, uh, which has a corrosion conformity sticker. Corrosion conformity is a band that started in 1982. I guess I didn't know that. <laughs> I was, I was surprised to see that on there. Is that but, Pepper uh, Keenan? I think so, yeah. Oh, see, I knew that. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, uh, anyway, um, they, uh, so they're playing the music, and the uh, they're, I don't know, 20D batteries in this uh, boombox, because that's what they always <laughs> took, must have died out. So so the music stops. Um, so they decide instead of uh, dancing and doing the other stuff that they, the uh, party games that they were doing, they're going to... Uh, have a seance. A mirror seance. Yes. <laughs> so um, they uh, they do this seance and um, the they look, look in the, the, the um, uh, there's a demon that appears in the mirror mm-hmm. when Helen is looking in it and she screams and breaks the mirror. Scr- uh, mirror falls onto the ground. Yep. And uh, they hear, uh, well, basically a demon frees itself. From the mirror, right. At at that point when it breaks. Um, And uh, it possesses Suzanne. It does. Um, And before we get to that, did you get the Evil Dead uh, 
homage? Yeah. Because and, and the way actually, it was floating around? Yeah. Actually, I, I noticed that I thought this whole thing was kind of a bigger budget. Um, I, I, what, what did I, it's a bigger budget over the top 80s Evil Dead, where the, where the Evil, the original Evil Dead was kind of, was more in the 70s because it was like 80, you know, like their fashions and stuff were more. 70s base, I think. Yeah, so obviously it was probably made in 79. Yeah, I would think Evil Dead was made in 79. And you didn't uh, really get the 80s stuff until like 82, Yeah, I mean, the big hair and everything, you didn't see that until probably 87, 88. Yeah. Like, like what they're doing in this movie, which is, I think, what people stereotypically think of as the 80s, that didn't really, you didn't really see that until like the mid to late 80s. Right. You know, so this like big hair that these girls have and stuff that uh, that really and that really went into the 90s like maybe 91 92 you still sure. have this big hair uh, but uh, like the stereotypical 80s stuff um, so that's why I thought it was kind of a bigger budget over the top 80s uh, Evil Dead They because they did they, it, I don't know if it was an homage or if they like really kind of uh, I think they saw the Evil Dead and they were like let's make a movie like that you know? Well, it, and the one thing that really brought it out because I, I think it just kind of the way the camera moved, mm-hmm. you know, just, yeah, the, just that fluid movement of going through things, definitely. And that's yeah. like when the demons released. You know, you don't really see it. It's like a a plume of smoke, right? Mm-hmm. And then goes into Suzanne and possesses her. Yeah, exactly. And they had that strobe light too. That was oh, that's right. That was lots of fun. So, <laughs> and they were moving like I when I first saw saw strobe light at the the skating rink. Uh, I did this kind of thing too. So it was it was kind of funny. When you moved your hand, yeah. you could see those demons are right. right. <laughs> so they're doing that. I'm like, oh, I know what they're doing because I remember doing that at skating rink in the 80s. But um, uh, anyway, the uh, they um, so it possesses Suzanne. Yep. And the possessed Suzanne uh, kisses Angela, and it gets into her too. <laughs> so I have some thoughts about that. Yeah. Like, I wonder. I'm wondering if it was kind of the height of of awareness of stds like maybe it oh, was yeah. a, a social is, commentary on that this is absolutely like the time when um like the hiv aids crisis was going on sure was, like it was a deadly deadly disease at this time in, in like in the late 80s and that could very well be yeah I, I i wonder if that is kind of a uh what they're alluding to there because uh did you pick that up i mean yeah because sure. every time and I did watching it again as, you know, a 40 year old looking at it going, wait, hold on a second. This is being transferred by kissing, you know, so maybe to a lesser extent. But, you know, this is a social commentary on this. And that's what I picked up. I, I don't know if you did. Uh, yeah, no, that, I think that's a, I think that's a very interesting thought, because at this time in, in history, like the HIV AIDS crisis was huge. I mean, that was a big problem. And I think there was a lot of awareness of that. And it was a. Uh, you know, it, it was it was a scary time to to have any kind of intimacy oh, like sure. that. So yeah, I, I think that's totally totally maybe uh, it's indicative of, of its of its time in in that way. Right. So um, Judy then uh, discovers that Jay only invited her to have sex, and uh, he inba- he abandons her in a room, uh, and she gets locked in into that room. Yeah, so the door slams. She can't mm-hmm. get out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think Jay intentionally meant to lock her. I think it's just an old, crepit house in the. Yeah, you know, yeah, maybe that's maybe that's true. Uh, Roger and Helen don't have an exit. Um, they get locked in a uh, locked in the car. 
Well, Roger does. So, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Roger go locks himself. Oh, she disappeared. In the, that's right. Yeah, she she totally disappeared, and she got, I think, thrown off the building, and her face is all mangled. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And then, uh-huh. bam, she hits that. He's freaking out. He has to go back inside. Um, uh, Max and Franny take off, and they go mm-hmm. do their thing mm-hmm. um, in a coffin. Yes, right. So uh, then Stooge sees Angela, like, doing this dance which was a, like actually a really great dance it was fantastic was this the, awesome the Amelia dance. girl that yeah. that played uh angela and like three or four of them yeah uh she's a she's a choreographer yeah so she it, did it was that an on amazing that was, was a fantastic dance i was like really imp- i'm like wow this is this is really good that yeah was, it was good and, and it was it, it was uh it was one of my favorite scenes in the movie i think because it, it had it was not only like did it take some talent to do this dance obviously it did come from professional choreographer while she's doing this dance but there was like a kind of a weird creepiness to it too that oh, like somehow sure. like there but there, there was this like sensuality and it was sexy and stuff but it was also creepy in a way yeah and, yeah you know what i'm saying and i, I and she came I, up I, with that on her own yeah being and, a and choreographer it, it, it was a really great scene and i think she you know it was it, it obviously took a person of talent to uh to to do that dance put it together and, but it was like also kind of a, a, a the, the the music and uh, just the way Stooge sees her in that scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, so St- Stooge, you know, tries to seduce her. Uh, he he's, he tries to uh, kiss her, and he uh, she ends up biting off his tongue mm-hmm. because she's infected by the de- demon now, and then transfers the demon to him. That's as, as there we go. It possesses yep. him. <laughs> yep. Uh, so then Jay, um, you know, uh, who the had, boyfriend, and yeah, he knows he's not getting, he jerk. finds, he, yes, he finds Suzanne in a bathroom and she's, uh, we see her prior to this, like putting makeup, um, makeup like really weirdly on her face. Yes. And again, very reminiscent of evil dead. Like the makeup, she, the way she did her, like messed up her oh, makeup yeah. like that was They, they had like that really over the top weird makeup that the, when, when, uh, the girls got possessed and yeah. dead. It was almost like there was some aspects of it that seemed to recall that, but yeah, she like puts it like around her face and on her breast. She like yeah starts putting the makeup on there so too. She, yeah, she's sitting there half naked, just like just yep. going like she's possessed. Yeah, but she's you know she's in some sort of trance where she's just putting the makeup on and all over her body. So um, Jay walks in there and finds her. She seduces him, yeah. so he's he's all down. So for of course it. he has sex with her. <laughs> you know why yeah, would they you? start? That's that seems like a real smart idea. Uh, when it, when a girl seems out of you know not out of sorts yeah. and not not completely yeah great move there Jay. But uh, anyway, he gets his because she gouges his eyes out. That was a great kill, by the <laughs> way. It's a good kill. It's one of the better kills in the movie, actually. Uh, yeah. And we're not at the point in in the decade where they're using a lot of CG, so a lot of this is practical. So the eye gouge mm-hmm. scene was great. Oh, well, it really was. Yeah, no, I think I I it was a really gory good good uh, effect, especially for uh, an '88 movie. You know. Yep. Uh, so Stooge ends up, you know, he's possessed and he's walking around tongueless so um you know uh and he finds max and franny in the coffin having sex and i he killed both he kills both of them at this point breaks franny's neck um and then he slams uh max's arm he slams slams the coffin right on top of it multiple times slams his arm in the coffin until it uh it basically gets cut off by the uh by the 
uh, coffin edge. Which makes no sense because, <laughs> I mean, there's no edge to it. But, I mean, you you could break it, like, multiple times. But yeah, yeah. It was still a cool kill. Yeah, it was, it was it, right, exactly. So they, especially um, um, Su- uh, not Suzanne, um, Angela, uses this demon voice. And I think they all kind of use the same demon voice in it. And it, it sounds like uh, this is a the one area where Evil Dead is really... I mean, Evil Dead is a superior movie to this. Let's not... Uh, there are a lot of aspects of this that that are like Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. But I got to say, the voice that they use for demons really wasn't scary. It was like a evil cookie monster or something. <laughs> you know, right. do it. That is exactly the voice. That's, that's it sounds like, um, is that Inspector Gadget's? Uh, oh, uh, the Doctor Claw. Yes, Doctor Claw. That's exactly how they, you know. That's so. That's exactly how they sound. It, too. it does. It, you know, it, it, it took me out of it a little bit because uh, the the voice in Evil Dead gave me chills for like the first thousand times I saw it. You know, oh. it was it, it is a creepy, creepy voice. It's I, I I'm not sure how they, you know, obviously there's some effect that they're putting there. And, and in this movie, they weren't using any kind of, uh, I don't think they were using any kind of... Um, I, I don't think like, there was any effect. I think no. what it was is it was a voiceover because sometimes in the movie when they were doing the... Yeah. Um, you know, it wasn't matching up. The syncing wasn't right? matched okay. up. So I think it was a voiceover that they overlaid in the movie later on. Yeah. It was lame. I mean, it was so... It was so kind of... <laughs> it was comical. Of it. it was a little comical, yeah. So... Um, then uh, Sal is still around. Sal's the good guy. Like, <laughs> like he starts kinda, out, kinda he starts out it, as the yeah. quintessential... Guido jerk face, you know, right. oh, forget about it. I'm going to, you know, mm-hmm. because and, and Sal and Judy ended up, uh, they dated one time and that was brought yes, up. Right. With, so um, Sal is her ex-boyfriend. Basically. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. And Jay brought it up and it's like, well, you guys went out one time, didn't you guys? You know? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. She's like, no, we went out one time. But but <laughs> obviously uh, Sal still has feelings for her. But he ends up right. being a good guy because he's trying to get her out. He of He is trying he, to. He is trying to help her. Where Jay, that wasn't Jason. Like, no, nah, I'm not having it. Yeah, Jay goes off to you know have sex with uh, with uh, the first woman Suzanne. that he encounters, first <laughs> unclothed woman he, he finds. Um, so she sees Angela like putting her hands in the fire, and she's uh, she says something. She just makes like a joke about uh, how her hands are hot or something like that. I don't remember what she says. Oh, but, yeah. And she just pulls yeah. them out. He pulls them out and they're like, uh, it's burning the flesh off of her hands. She doesn't seem, which is, you know, kind of be kind of jarring if you saw it in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, Roger is still in the car and Helen's body falls on the car. Yep. Uh, they, <laughs> they uh, free Judy, but uh, uh, then uh, Angela chases after them. They're hiding from Angela. They uh, discover Suzanne with Jay's body, mm-hmm. with his gou- gouged eyes. Um, they basically end up all. Uh, it, it's uh, Sal gets impaled he, when he's trying to fight them off. He falls off the roof. He becomes a zombie, or well, I'm sorry, a a, a, a demon. He gets infected by the demon as well. Well, they all did, like they all die, but then come back yeah. later. Um, right. Well, yeah. So kinda... Sal, Sal gets impaled, and then. Um, Roger and Judy are the only ones that are left. Everybody else is right. dead or possessed. Right. So they go to the incinerator. That's right. And then yep. Stooge and, and Angela are chasing them. 
Oh, did you see the effect of like it, she wasn't walking; she was kind of floating. Yes. Like a demon. Yeah, yeah. That that was actually that, interesting. that was kind of that was uh, yeah. that was pretty creepy. Yeah, it was. It was a, that was a, I liked that. Actually. But it took me out of it when she's <laughs> yeah the Cookie Monster voice again. Yeah, exactly. No, they they did a nice job with that effect. I'm not sure how they did that really. I, if uh, I'm sure there was probably some sort of um, thing that they were pulling thing. around a dolly or something like that. Yeah, yeah. because uh, they didn't have uh, this is like if she was riding around on a hoverboard or something. <laughs> well, those didn't. Come they didn't like have that. those back then, obviously. They didn't but, have the hoverboard because I came no. out in. Well, I guess they might have. No, they back did, to the I don't think they had the hoverboard. Yeah, yeah, Back to the Future too. Yeah, uh, I don't think they so had a bunch of that. Stooge and Angela end up finding out where Roger and Judy are. Break down the door. Roger is such a wuss in this movie. <laughs> he really, yes, he's he is. sitting there cowering in the corner of the uh, incinerator. Yeah, and you know, God bless Judy. She she she's like. Okay, what can we do here? So she grabs the pipe where the uh, gas lines are, because this right. is where they, this is where they, uh, um, like the cremation yeah, area. Yeah, they cremate yes. bodies. Mm -hmm. So she pulls the gas line out. And remember, at the beginning of the movie, when they first get to the party, Angela says, "Hey," because she was going to throw her lighter away. Yeah, because that's it right. wasn't working. She that's right. and Angela says, "Hey, don't throw that away because the the spirits will get angry." That's and right. And all of a sudden, mm -hmm. she has it in her pocket. <laughs> boom, boom, right. boom, boom. The gas is going, and then. <laughs> yes, she, she's torches Stooge and Angela. Throw. Yep, torches both of them. Uh, so the, uh, Judy and uh, and Roger escape upstairs, and uh, then basically everybody else is is after them, <laughs> including uh, burnt up Angela and Stooge, who are continuing to chase them. Right, um, and then they they get up, uh, they climb up some barbed wire, yeah. which is. But the way they get out of the house or the, the mortuary, yeah. <laughs> um, Roger's like looking at the window, getting ready to go. And then J Judy goes, you're not going to leave me again, are you? And he just jumps. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. and then Judy goes, not a hero. You know, yeah. <laughs> Judy goes, all right. So she just walks through the window. But yeah, everybody has come back to life. They're possessed. They're, either dead. Yeah. They're all possessed now. So all the people that died. So they know they need to get to the other side of this wall because the underground rivers, which we never see or anything, as I don't know why they made it. I don't know why they didn't just make it like a barrier of some other type. Underground river seems a little uh, unlikely. I guess. Yeah, it was like a it was like a castle wall. Yeah, because all of a sudden mm -hmm. it formed. Like I don't know how they got in there, but all of a sudden everything closes up. Like yeah, they couldn't get back out. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get that part either. I wasn't quite sure how they got in, but couldn't get out. Uh, what closed or whatever, but. There's some barbed wire there that they're climbing up, and that it, was pretty. It's, cool. it's actually a pretty good effect again for the '80s. Mm -hmm. You know, they're they're climbing; it's cutting their hands and stuff, and uh, um, so they climb up it, and uh, then Roger Roger's up on top of the wall trying to grab Judy. Well, and, he he jumps out, and then all yeah. of a sudden he's back up on top of the wall to help out. Yeah, Judy. so that's that's one of those somehow he was where like, up there. The yeah, he, he somehow jumped up on that wall that the the demons couldn't climb. Yeah. But he just hopped right up there. <laughs> yeah. He's like, boom. And then, cause he does, he was off, he was off the wall and then she was, uh, you know, it was like, they were threatening to kill her or whatever, make her a demon. And then all of a sudden he shows up again, grabs yeah. her hand, gets her over the wall. Yep. They both fall. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then uh, there was something mentioned, uh, about this uh, before the seance, I believe is that, you know, demons, are most likely to come out because this is on Halloween. So right. that there's that thinner, thinner uh, wall of dimension yeah. that they can make it through for Halloween kinda, night for a they, night of evil. Yes, they kind of mentioned this in in Trick or Treat too. Where that too, yeah. Where at Halloween time, the barrier between the living and the dead 
like yeah, it becomes thinner or it, it, it's not as not as uh, restrictive to the dead. So they mix into our world and well, and that's what made me think of was trick or treat. Mm-hmm. I couldn't remember where I heard that, and that's yeah, right. That's exactly that's from right. trick or treat. Trick or treat. Yeah, because I thought the exact same thing. Yeah, because they mentioned that as well. So all of a sudden, you know, Roger and Judy have made it, and then the sun's coming up, <laughs> and then. Poof! They're a cloud of smoke and they're gone. <laughs> right. No, no kind of like they must have ran out of a budget to show them melting or something had like to, that. Yes. Because all of a sudden it was like you saw them kind of sinking down and then poof. <laughs> right. It's big, big cloud of black smoke. And that, that it is it. the end of the movie. It probably was like oh, we don't have time for this yeah, and we don't, we don't have, have money. money smoke bombs. So, <laughs> so they walk home, yeah. very disturbed and bloody. And you know it's Halloween, so again nobody notices. It's like like trick or treat, right. where bloody people are walking around. Nobody notices because or murder party, <laughs> or murder party. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Um, so, uh, they, but they see the old man, and he uh, is is very uh, like he's still his curmudgeonly self. He yeah. kind of scoffs dumb at kids, them. Dumb yep, kids. Yep. Uh, so he goes into his house to eat a pie. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. <laughs> yeah, this is my favorite part of the movie. I'm sorry. I mean, I, I enjoyed myself, but this is my favorite part of the movie. Go ahead, Great. Andy. Sorry. So he, his wife uh, has made him a pie, and uh, he eats the pie, and it's the uh, apples that had the razor blades in them, which slice through his throat as he swallows them, uh, causing him to bleed to death. And then she, his wife, uh, apparently um, probably sick of his curmudgeonly ways, Meant to do it. Yeah, she definitely meant to do it. Kisses him, um, kisses him on the head and says, Happy Halloween. Did she say, Happy Halloween, dear? Dear, yes. That is and he's just going, what? And like the blood squirting. Again, this is all practical great. effects. And it looked great. It, it did. It really looked good. It was a good effect for that. The razor blades came out of his throat. So, oh, my gosh. Uh, you know, like the poison candy and candy apples and razor blades just that, never happened, ever. It never, but it's it that like, has never happened. It but it's, it's one, a really a... It was one story, maybe, of a somebody putting a a, a sewing needle into something, and yeah. one of those really small ones. One story, and then mm-hmm. it became lore. It became so, a, a, a urban legend. So one kid once ate a cyanide laced pixie stick, right? Okay. And and uh, this is where kind of this all started, as far as poison candy and stuff. It turned out his dad poisoned the cyanide, uh, poisoned the pixie stick with cyanide to get insurance money, and that's how this whole thing started. Like with a. Uh, candy being poisoned on Halloween and anytime there's been anytime there's actually been needles or razor blades in in candy or um, you know uh, Halloween treats it's usually it usually turns out to be like someone playing a not so great trick on their friend right <laughs> so uh, ends up bad so you know but, it's, but it's I mean, it really so- is like uh, you know there's there's a uh, Sam Hain is a Danzig band is there's, there's a song called Halloween and it talks about candy apples and razor blades mm. and it's just part of Halloween lore you know oh, the book sure. it's one of the dangers of Halloween you know it's kind of entered into the into the Halloween lexicon, I just so. I love that scene. Because, but, you know, it's you know it's like you got, and I want to talk about, I, I, we don't have to go a lot on the demons, but they look yeah. so good. So menacing. They were good. Yeah, sure they were. Uh-huh. I mean, for the 80s, definitely. Like the way they did the makeup yeah. and the teeth and the, and mm-hmm. the, and the uh, drool just looked fantastic. Yeah, the teeth especially were really good for, for a practical effect like that back oh, then. Sure. I, I thought for a small budget film, that was, you know, dental prosthetics weren't cheap back then. So, yeah. you know, you had the, like the, the, the 
vampire teeth back then. That's about it, you know. Yeah, exactly. uh, so you know, you know what? I like this movie. This is a good movie, and I don't think you should be ashamed or, uh, for having nostalgia goggles for because well, no, this I, is I, really the. I, I'm sure I've seen this movie before, but I liked it. It's a good Halloween movie. I've always had fun with it, to be honest. Yeah. With you. But but you've got to turn those critical eyes onto it as you're getting older. And the fact that we do a podcast now is that we got to be honest well, with ourselves. Sure. Sure. Um, there I, is some definitely gr- just gratuitous nudity in this thing that does not need to be in it. Very unnecessary. Judy like bends over in front of a mirror mm-hmm. while she's undressing. <laughs> it's like, if I was, you know, when I was a teenager, I would have been like, that was great. No, but but it's like, it's totally unnecessary. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? The dialogue <laughs> was complete crap. Yeah. I, did, I mean, right. even on the tense scenes, there was nothing in there that you're just like, okay, there's... The whole, and in a horror movie, you don't necessarily need a, a character arc for anybody. Right. But I, I'll say Sal yeah. had a great yeah. character he arc. He actually did, yeah. Because, mm-hmm. you know, he was this typical just jerk bag. Yeah. But he ended up helping out, and he's just like, okay, well, I, I like this girl. I want her to be safe. I'll do anything to protect her. And I thought, to me, that was great, but yeah. it just was so out of place. Yeah, kind of. Uh, I think there was this idea of, of like... You have this idea in the eight, in these eighties movies where there's this guy who's like, uh, you know, he's kind of like annoys the girl and then redeems himself at the end of the movie. Oh, sure. You know, so I think maybe they were trying to do but something was, like that with him. No, there was no interaction of that. No, right. Well, hey, right. you're not that bad yeah. of a guy. Thank you so much, Tom. Right, right. And no, mm-hmm. all of a sudden Judy becomes Superwoman. You know, she's yeah. our protagonist, and yeah. you know, I, I, I like that. As yeah. cheesy as the dialogue was, and Roger cowering, she's like, "Come on, Roger, let's do this." <laughs> and why did Roger survive? I mean, against all odds, Roger survived. He's a wimp. Yeah, you know, and he just yeah, he's the guy that hides gonna, and gets killed. Yes, like the, the third or fourth. I thought victim. he was gonna. Die. I thought he was first to go. Like, like he got. I forget what happened to him in the beginning, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, he's dead." I'm like, "Whoa, he lived through that." <laughs> Who technically was the first one? Wasn't it? Wasn't it? Uh, I guess it would have been Stooge, really. No, uh, Stooge didn't die. He well, got possessed, wouldn't it? It was Jay. Yeah, I guess Jay was the first to die because he got his yeah eyes gouged out and basically that must have killed him. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, did we miss anything on this one? I don't think so. I think that's, what are that's you going to give this? Andy? You know, I'm going to give this a three. Three. I, I like this movie. It's a good Halloween movie. I, I think it uh, it's fun to watch at Halloween. I watch it again next Halloween. You know what? I would say that. I'll, I'll say, uh, looking at it critically and being able to say, okay, I can recommend it. I absolutely recommend this. Yeah. Uh, not every too. day, like every other week, like me and my buddy would do. No, I think in October, like an autumn movie for getting into the Halloween spirit, this is a great movie. This though. is a perfect movie. Yeah. And I sit at the three, but I have to, and I think we need to do this with the movies that we sure. really have nostalgia to, mm-hmm. give it another half star. So I'm going to give it a three and a half. I, I, I'll give you that, man, because that's the only reason we ever, we had to talk about Blair Witch Project 2 is for my nostalgia <laughs> goggles. So sorry about that. But so I get that and, and you, well, you deserve it. I liked it. No, I think it's. I think that's a that's a big part of what makes you enjoy a movie is you know going back to a time like that and and you know looking at it with that kind of perspective is uh, yeah it can add something to the movie. So I think yeah, that's fair. If you asked me when I was fourteen years old, it would have been a six. You know? <laughs> right. But I, I loved it so much as a kid. But but again, I, I I see what I liked about it as a kid and just kind of go. 
I'm an adult now. Right. I, you I, don't I need to too. enjoy that. I get that too, exactly. Oh, but. man. <laughs> Solid, man. Uh, I, yeah, both Andy and I are recommending this. Uh, if you're hearing this before Halloween, make sure you go rent it on yeah, absolutely. Uh, Amazon Prime. Very, very good movie. The 1988 version, not... 2009 right that one sucks so bad <laughs> i have not seen it but oh all right Andy, all right well speaking of uh we are doubling awesome up this movies. week yeah we are we're, we're gonna do another podcast in three days here uh, my fault so i'm sorry if you're just itching to uh listen to horror <laughs> for you on friday blame and to wait this long it's my fault i was on vacation and a bunch of other stuff um but want to talk about really good horror movies. We got one coming up here. Ari Aster's second feature-length yes. film, follow-up to 2017's Hereditary. We didn't get a chance to watch it. Midsummer. Midsummer. Yeah, we finally got it. Both of us got to watch it. You're gonna enjoy it. So. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Podcast. And, and I'm not gonna give the score now. One of my yeah. favorite movies of 2019. I, w- I would put it in there too. You know, one we of were my talking favorites. about those, and oh, yeah. uh, this will definitely make that list for me. And then we go on from Killer Workout. Thanks a lot, Andy. Yes, exactly. I am gonna make you, you go from like the pinnacle of horror to one of the worst horror movies ever made, <laughs> Killer but, Workout or Aerobicide. Yeah, yeah. To, uh, <laughs> to get you back in January, I'm gonna make you watch Three from Hell. That's uh, uh, yeah, and I'm gonna. We're gonna get that. into this. Is interesting because we were gonna go a different direction. But since we found three, count them, three Thanksgiving movies, because there's not that much in the genre, we found Into the Dark, which is a Hulu uh, uh, series. Yeah, this is so, I talked to John about this, and, you know, we don't do TV shows on here, but this is enough of, like, it's a 90-minute, it's part of a series on Hulu, but it's a 90-minute, basically, movie. So I think we can count it in here. It's called Into the Dark. It's it's about, yeah. Episodes, I guess, are a feature-length film. Uh, the, every episode is about a uh, uh, holiday. Holiday, right? So they come out once a month. Uh, we right. go into Thanksgiving, Blood Rage, and then Santa Slays. That's right. And then with a great movie, Black Christmas, starting out the uh, December. It's absolutely one of the classic, man. Best classic uh, beginning of the slasher genre, really. So, well, thank you so All much right. for listening to the Horror Foria podcast. We will talk to you on Friday. Happy Halloween.